Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy, your favorite podcast by ranking. If you've gone to Spotify or iTunes lately, for some of you, you have your two beautiful hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. And it's the daytime, so who knows what will unfold today. Oh, we are recording boy. in the day. Gonna be wild um, as fuck. We love, we love a daytime recording. Um, Carmen, your haircut looks amazing. Thank Carmen you. Oh my god, It looks very good. Thank you. Did you style it, it, it was... or did they style it? I styled it with their product, so like, mm-hmm. I'm not happy with it. I also... Oh, well, I think it looks nice. Well, thank you. I will say, I, I mean, um... I noticed, I was like, I don't think it looks the same as it normally does, but it doesn't look yeah. bad. No, thank you. It's it's uh it's a little bit less messy, like uh mm-hmm, kind of like yes. that. It's a little um, more intentional. Yeah, yeah. But uh I I wanted her to go with just a little bit additional length than usual. Like I didn't have her go as short as I usually do because I probably will get another haircut like in January coming out of the holidays. So mm-hmm. but this one I had gone for a long time without a haircut. Right. It was getting rowdy, my friend. <laughs> Um, but I also want to shout out, you shout out my haircut, uh, here. I want to shout out that beautiful little tree, that Christmas tree. It's not a little tree. It's a gigantic tree. I shouldn't say little. We, um, yeah, we have, I got a fake tree for the playroom upstairs when Target had all of their trees for half off. Um, and I have been adamant about having a real tree, especially being back in Tennessee where like we can get really, really nice real trees and they're like locally grown and it's like support. Like we, went to a local farmer's market and they it's a family farm that grows them so i feel nice supporting um a local person and so we did put it in the office for a couple reasons one because i'm a big big believer in a tree by the window i love so to is drive jessica by houses and <laughs> see people's trees i love it when i wanted them to drive by and see my tree um also, we have a baby gate blocking my children from getting into the office. So <laughs> well, our plan is we'll probably keep the presents under this tree. And then Christmas Eve, they'll all get moved upstairs to the tree in the playroom. And that's where we'll do Christmas morning. Oh, that's awesome. That way, yeah, that's the, we'll also that's... not have to carry all the toys upstairs after they open them all. Right. No, that's really smart. I love that uh, that little loft area for, mm-hmm. for Christmas morning. It's You can yeah. just sit it's on the crazy. couch. Yeah. That's that's I've taken a nap on that couch and it's it's been great. It's a good, it's a good couch. And then um, it's also nice because this is the window when you're looking at the house. This is the window on the bottom right. And then the loft is the top left. So it's like balanced for yeah. trees. We haven't decorated it yet because we just got it last night. So I was letting it settle. So then tonight we'll probably at least put lights on it. So have you always had the real trees? Like was that always your guys's thing? I'm a big real tree person. There was a time in my life growing up, I think, where we just had a fake tree, but it wasn't very long. Um, and then we went and we basically we had the fake tree downstairs with like the the shatterproof ornament on it. Um, and then in the living room upstairs is where we had the real tree. And we had um, in the living room growing up, we had vaulted ceilings so we could have like huge trees, like absolutely insane nice. trees. Nice. Um, so well, we your dad, always... your dad's tree is just <laughs> fucking is... nuts. What's that? A, a twenty foot tree. So my dad really wanted a tall tree because he has tall ceilings. Tall, yeah, tall. And I think he, it's, I think it's, it's a mammoth. Feet. I think that's it's a, a fucking tree. giant. The no. issue is he did not. It might be sixteen feet. 
It's either 12 or 16 feet. The issue is he didn't look at the measurements when he ordered the tree other than the height. And the diameter at the bottom of the tree is six feet. <laughs> and that's not an exact. He refers to it as his mall tree. Because it could, you could huge. put it in the middle of a mall and it would be uh, it would be appropriately scaled. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love um, it. Does he so still have the wire the around it bolted into the wall so it doesn't fall? Um, probably. Well, because the issue was while we were still in Florida, because at that time there were three, four dogs and the cat. So some animal knocked the tree over and he was like devastated. My dad's a huge Christmas person, always loves getting ornaments. And he was devastated because so many of his ornaments broke. And my sister and I felt so bad. And we were going like all over Disney and Universal and like trying to find like cool ones to replace his old ones. Cause she, he had always like gotten ones when he would come down and go to the parks with us. And you know, Disney has those like really pretty, like, but they're so fragile, like the yeah. blown glass ball ones and so we were like trying to find those but a bunch of them had been personalized it was very sad well he has at least sad. one but one from now, me on yes. there now now he we we were able to help rebuild his collection um but yes so the tree is bolted to the wall <laughs> actually i think it may, you know what i don't know if we've got a ton of time today but maybe we could do like a christmas traditions patreon mm. uh today maybe if we got a little bit of time i don't know what your your babysitting situation looks like but i, I will say shit today ooh, ooh, then i'll maybe i'll maybe i'll share the full extent of the story but i i bought your dad her, kelsey's I, i'm telling you this story i don't know i'm telling you the story i'm telling <laughs> the listeners uh, as an organic term the story um we jessica and i had gone and visited michael and kelsey in tennessee shortly after this had happened or was the year post it was the year after i think and uh her dad is a big winnie the pooh fan so i was like oh yeah i'm gonna get this guy an ornament and i found uh i found one that i i think he had had that was broken Mm -hmm. and it meant a lot to him and i i found it on ebay i remember being in um the hospital one of my one of my good friends got into a car crash and i'm in the hospital and he calls me and i'm like hey is everything okay and he goes yeah i just want to thank you for this ornament and i was like oh yeah let me call you right back my friend is like dying (laughs) (laughs) my friend is on his deathbed but i'm so glad your christmas was great (laughs) both legs were broken he shattered his clavicle it was a mess and i'm sitting there like i just gotta i gotta take this Oh, so yes, goodness. we love a real tree in we my love. house. I just came downstairs this morning and like my, it just, this is the office is like right at the bottom of the stairs. So just the scent of the real tree just smacks you in the face. And I love you got to so get much. a fan behind it mm-hmm. and let the, the like idea. let it permeate throughout the house. It's Who true. needs candles when you got real pine That's tree sitting there? Saying. It's going to save me candle money. I love that. Um, well, before we jump into everything for realsies, do you want to share all of our uh, social media accounts with everyone? Yeah. First of all, um, and then we can get into can our shout outs. Follow us on Instagram, Grace Academy Pod, Carmen.Gabriel.Official, Chaotically Kelsey. Uh, you can email me at GraceAcademyPod at gmail.com. You can find our Patreon in the episode description or the link Wait, pause. in our bio. I just was going to say it out loud, too, and I just double-checked it. I typed it in just to double-check. So it's patreon.com slash, no spaces, Gray's Academy Pod. Check it out. It's the dopest. We have so many people that we're about to shout out. But yeah, www.patreon.com slash, Gray's Academy Pod. Slash, Gray's Academy Pod. Um, All right, continue. Sorry. Two new Patreons. No, three. Um, Becca. 
I believe we've also been chit-chatting with on the Instagrams. Uh, Casey, who we've talked, I know I have talked to on Instagram back and forth for a while. So I'm so glad you finally joined us over on Patreon and Discord as well. And then um, Jazz today joined us on Patreon. So real quick, I want to talk about Casey. Is that um, Casey uh, with the, the two E's? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to shout out Casey, too. Uh, she, her, her and I have been talking for a little bit, and she's got a uh, an Instagram page where she does some crafting, and her and I were talking about how she's trying to get some uh, Grey's Anatomy stuff made, but it is on Instagram at craftinkc. So C-R-A-F-T-I-N-K-C, craftinkc. So, awesome. um, or, you know what? I'm a fucking idiot. It's craftinkcy. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, it's all lower cases, but as I'm saying, I'm like, Craft Inc. C. No, it's Craft and KC, like KC, but it's KC. Gosh, that, hey, that's fucking smart. That's funny. Um, And then Becca, where is our chat conversation? I think it's somewhere towards the top. Yep. Um, So I want to shout her out. Uh, because I think she's one of the the many listeners who obviously can't thank you all enough for for finding us through uh, our Miles episode. But it's it's I I can't even begin to say how honored it is from our standpoint that people who are sharing we're ranked uh, in their top podcasts above Perfect Person, and like <laughs> that podcast is just so good. Miles and all of his guests are fantastic. I'm waiting for the day where you and I get to come on as guests. I know that's my dream. Um, I, to come we on, have to, we yeah, we got to figure that out, man. That's yeah, because uh, I've I've listened to some of their their phone calls, and uh, there was wild. one where he it's so, the the it's one so girl good. that I just listened to that he'd posted on Instagram is uh, I think uh, she had sent a picture of her butthole to her yes, family's. She had- it was her her best friend's husband's best friend's wife. Yes. Yes. Because they were sending wedding pictures. But she it, but it was like it wasn't even sexual. It was like, I think I have a hemorrhoid. So it was like medical. <laughs> and they were like, I think that might be worse. Yes. <laughs> like if it was a sexual picture. Oh goodness. But, but anyways, um, uh, Becca's one of the folks who were were in her top. Um same with uh, Marianne. You know who you are. I've been messaging you. Mm-hmm. Um, Brianna, also just shout out. Uh, I did get Matthew Perry's Audible book, so I am listening yeah. to that. Um, she, Her and Shannon convinced me. And also, we just have to shout out, uh, Meg, your hair game is absolutely on oh fire. Oh, my God, it looks so good. So good. I was like, do I not ever get, get that cut. looks like when she grows up. I, I, I do think that that's what it's going to look like. Her hair is so yeah. curly. Already, it is, but it's I th- it's very fine though. So that's why I think mm. I think I think Meg's looks a little bit like fuller, but Scarlett's is really because I think she has like my hair texture. It's just really curly. So we'll I see though it. what happens. I don't know. It's a mystery. I don't know how that curly where that girl curly girl got that. Um, she got also, it from deep down in her mama somewhere. Um, I wanted to shout out. Um, Renee and Sam just been chit chatting with you on Instagram. I was also going to shout out Renee. Oh my God. Did, wait, <sighs> did, did she tell you, did she tell you about the episode where you were super wrong about, about, yes. uh, baby, baby talk? Uh, that's probably, I've gotten multiple email and Instagram <laughs> messages about that still to this day. Well, because and so I'm many like, people are coming on this journey yeah. and they're like, well, and it's fine. And like in the episode or like two episodes later, I correct myself. You did. 
You did. But it's funny because one of my favorite podcasts of all time um, was the Gilmore Guys podcast. And if you like Gilmore Girls, it's the same structure as what we do. It's someone who was like a longtime fan and then someone who had never seen the show. Um, And they had the same thing where they would be like, we get, you know, they're like during the Gilmore Girls reboot. They were like, we're still getting emails about like saying the wrong thing in in season one. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's a good problem to have. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, it's been fun. But she did she did defend your honor. She did make sure to say, because I was like, oh, my favorite thing in the entire world is when Kelsey's wrong. And then she's like, well, no, no, she apologized in the next episode. I was like, yeah, I get it. But like, also, I still want that. Um, also going to shout out Keely. Uh, Keely, I know we haven't talked uh, for a while. I hope life is uh, just so, so amazing for you. Another one where um, we we beat out uh, the Incredible Perfect Person podcast and we were number one on her list. Um, and I think, um, obviously, oh, 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 Ryan, our dear, dear, sweet friend and the provider of a Netflix account for me for so long. <laughs> Ryan, you get a shout out. Uh, thank you. Our, we're, we're your top podcast of 2023. And uh, gosh, it's just, Kelsey, just so, this is so humbling. So humbling. It and, is. and it's really incredible. And we, so if Kelly, you have Kelly Spotify too. wrapped, please um, share, share it. And we're on it. Share it and tag us and we'll repost it. Um, and then also, I was just telling Carmen, I opened up my Apple Music because I don't have Spotify, I have Apple Music. And um, they have Same. something now for twenty four. They're doing a replay, and you can like it. Basically, is similar to Spotify Wrapped. It will show you um, top artists, top songs, top albums. Um, so if you have Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, you can look on there and see and share that as well. And in case. You want to know what having a child looks like. My number one album (laughs) is Doc McStuffins, the album. And in the year of our Lord, 2023, this album has been played on my phone 1072 times. So that's that's just an absurd amount of time. (sighs) And now I will say I get it because and I'm starting to just grasp this because now Marlo Mm -hmm. is asking. All she wants to do is listen to Bell Mm -hmm. and. When I, I think I was telling you this or I was telling someone else, when she says she wants to hear Belle, she's truly talking about the song that's titled Belle, where mm-hmm. it's, um, Marie, the baguettes, hurry up. Hurry and up. she, she <laughs> loves <laughs> that. Yeah. She loves that song. But when I tried it, like I play Be Our Guest and she's like, I want Belle. And I'm like, Marlo, this is Belle. I don't <laughs> know what you want from me. Uh, goodness. Yeah. Um, and I know I said this already very, very briefly, but obviously you want to shout out uh, our, also our dear friend Kelly. Got to stay with you for a couple of days. What an angel yes, peach. The best. And we have a review from Canada that we need to read. Uh, CAGS1970, five-star review. Very simple. I have started listening to this a few days ago. I started at the beginning to follow along through season one already. So Amazing. shout out. I think that's all we got. That's been a fun. So, all right. So no spoilies. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> that's been, and that's well, a wrap. We'll dive right in. No more. Maybe we should merge uh-huh. our thoughts together. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I'm excited to, t- to chit chat about this one. Honestly. Yes. This is an episode. I'm interested to see where you land on this one. Okay. Mm. 
This is the second episode of the sixth season, episode 104 overall, and it is called Goodbye. And that is a song. However. <laughs> it's too many songs. <laughs> tell, tell them what, what uh, it said in that, in that blog post that you read. Carmen, a screenshot of the, the website that I typically use to find out which song the episode is named after. And it said, this episode is titled Goodbye. And that song is a song by at least two dozen different artists and it links to a page and it's just all these different artists. And then I found like I dug a little deeper and on IMDb, it had a band listed, but IMDb, like anyone can edit it. So I couldn't get uh, like a concrete for sure. This is who this song is after. So we're just gonna, you guys can type in goodbye and just pick an artist. And that's who this episode is by. But yes. they have, the song has to come out prior to 2009. Yeah. So the uh, this this song, I will say, I have not been able to. I've heard a lot of different uh, versions of it, but the one that was maybe potentially the the version that this was leaning towards was by the Moldy Peaches. <laughs> uh, and then we had a good laugh about who the fuck names a band the Moldy Peaches. But it's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's they memorable. Have, I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and just kind of this one. This one's an L. But for that reason, it's not getting added to my pod podcast, my iTunes podcast. <laughs> that too. So, um, OK, let's do this. This episode was written by Krista Viernoff, directed by Bill. Nye. Dila. Delia. Delia. The guy um, who's related yeah. to the mm-hmm. comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, aired September 24th, 2009, 17.3 million views. And let me get the Netflix synopsis for us. Uh, oh, no. Uh, uh, I don't know what's happening. Oh. Netflix just said we're unable to process your request. Interestingly enough, my request was to be on Netflix. So <laughs> hold on. <laughs> they said, we don't uh, need your money anymore. <laughs> okay. Although, um, um, they want they want all of the money. They do. Uh, Meredith and Derek consummate their marriage anywhere and everywhere, while Christina and Owen are instructed to abstain from sex. I don't feel like that's a well-rounded portrait of this episode, personally. Yeah, there's a lot more that happens here. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I will say they do make a point. So I, I do have some thoughts. So we're going to get we're going to get into that in a moment. But they've they've really something's going on with this post-it note situation because it's talked about every single episode. And I'm starting to come up with some new theories. So, oh. yeah, <laughs> looking forward yeah. to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get your Excel spreadsheet ready, Alicia. <laughs> we're coming. You are keeping her busy. OK. So this episode again aired with the first episode that we did last week. They aired at the same time. Um, I think watching them, I th- understand why you can air them together, but I also think they're fine apart. I do think there are some things that would maybe be slightly more impactful if it was all together. Um, but truly it's just supposed to be like, the arc of grief processing and going through grief and accept, you know, the five stages of grief and just different people handling 
um, this loss. And so I think it's fine to watch it separately, but I also understand why they put it together. There are things that I'm like, I think in this episode, I appreciate that they have their moment, like to stand on its own. But there are also things that I feel like flow really nicely if you watch it together. So I think it's fine either way, honestly. Yeah, I I really appreciate the fact that they have kind of these these time markers throughout Mm -hmm. the episode Mm -hmm. because it's been very convoluted to this point in my Gray's journey of how much time is eclipsing during this. So like (laughs) over two episodes, we have what, 40 something days? Yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. That's uh, I really like that. I'm not yeah. saying they should do that the rest of the show, but I mean, I wish they would. If they could go back and retroactively add that to Netflix, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. great. <laughs> um, so, I mean, where should we start? I don't even know. This is this is a wild one. Let's um, let me just look through my notes real quick and see. I feel like, uh, I I really. Uh, mm, You decide. No spoilies, we could, but I fucking love this episode. It's a good. It's a good episode. I, I, I have some good commentary here too. We could talk <laughs> about um, arm ripped off girl or growing pains kid or Christina and Hunt. Which which ones would you want to start? I say with? let's start with Christina and Owen. Okay, let's do that. So Christina and Owen are not allowed to have sex, which we covered last week because. Um, Owen is in therapy and it is a boundary that his therapist has explained will help him. Um, because they, in the first part of the episode, when they're in therapy together, she says like, he doesn't talk to you about these things, like his trauma. He doesn't talk to you about what happened to him when he was, um, over deployed. He doesn't talk about what happened between the two of them with the choking, uh, and if basically if you start having the sex, then that's going to be, especially early on in, in the relationship, that's going to be like the points of connection. So then you won't necessarily be motivated to have these conversations. And that's not to say that people who have sex don't have conversations. And it's not to say that people who don't have sex do have conversations. But that's like from the therapist standpoint, that's where she's coming from. And so they have the moment where they're like sitting in therapy and Christina's trying to prove that she knows Owen and they're just, she's just like hitting all of these talking points about him. Like it's, and he says, this is not a book report, which is yeah. so funny. It's, it's a very interesting perspective because, um, you do get a little bit of a moment where, yeah, they really don't know a ton about each other on like a personal level. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't know anything and it's not that they don't know who they are and they don't know like kind of what drives them. And clearly there's a connection. I think back to that episode where there was like the, the classical music playing in the background mm-hmm. and it was like very intense and everything else was cut, cut out. And there were these fleeting moments. Like clearly they have that uh, emotional connection, mm-hmm. but there's this huge void and the the doctor what what's the doctor's name what's what's the the therapist Dr. Wyatt Dr. Wyatt yes Dr. Ben Wyatt just kidding not different show <laughs> um but it's interesting getting the the therapist's take 
And also, I was not expecting her to say that she ha- he even hasn't opened up to her about the trauma yet. Mm-hmm. So they haven't even gotten to the trauma point yet. Which yeah. is that that I wasn't I was not expecting that. So I when I first saw that part, because I was fairly early on in the episode, I thought that there was gonna be a moment, and I think even when he was with uh Clara, that he was like, I know what you're going through. I thought he was gonna open up for the first time to Clara, and that was mm-hmm. gonna be like a healing moment to bring back. It didn't happen that way. But I'm I'm really excited to see his healing journey continue. It's been like a cool thing to see. It gives me a lot of throwback vibes to suits. So no spoilers. If you're taking your time, no spoilers, go, go get your phones. We've gotten a lot of feedback on this and I'm, I'm making the conscious, making the conscious effort. Yes. And I'm, if you have your AirPods in, throw them away. I'm starting to talk now. So in one of the seasons, Lewis lit has this really incredible arc Mm -hmm. with his, therapist dr lipschitz and you see him go through kind of like these these grief motions but through Mm -hmm. relationships so how his traumas and how his relationships come to heal is a cool part and i'm excited to see how owen owen comes through that um i know that wasn't too spoilery but i just wanted to be careful and cognizant of that so yeah um yeah it's definitely a a different like aspect that we haven't seen with any character yet. So it's nice. And, you know, we are big believers in therapy. So any positive light, positive description, uh, representation of therapy is a good one in my book. Agreed. So, um, yeah, Christina, I mean, she gets called out multiple times in this episode for being inappropriate because she won't process George's death. She like refuses to process it basically. Um, and so she's making all these inappropriate jokes, which like I feel is a stand, like a pretty normal coping mechanism for some people. But I think you get to that point after other things. She just, she's only doing that because she's grumpy. She's kicking the therapeutic can down the road. Mm -hmm. She's just like holding all of this, um, emotion and tension in and, She's just offending everybody. <laughs> I love that when... scene in the cancer ward. Oh my god! That's what like... is she? The cancer pops. She goes. She... Oh, why do cancer people get all the fun? I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. And then she's like, he doesn't want to end up with a cancer pop. And Izzy's like, I'm not contagious. She's like, I would have sex with you. <laughs> I'm like, you have got like this is a lot for me, and I will, you know, I live and die for Christina. But I was like, this is a bit much even for me. Like, yeah. let's take a step back. It's still kind of fresh. Um, and but then, kudos to Sandra O oh for mm-hmm. the way that she acted. Yeah. Because you can re- you can see that she's actively avoiding the stages of grief. And obviously we know how the end of the episode goes. Yeah, because but. there are other episodes I feel like where she says crass things and the delivery is just different. These feel like she's trying to avoid the grief and the processing and, like pick fights with people like she's yeah. trying to bring anger in so she doesn't have to go through the sadness exactly yeah um and so i agree yeah her delivery on all of them is really good um and then that it carries over into the the second time she's in therapy with owen and she says ceviche and mm. Owen is like, that's too dark. And she's like, oh, she makes another joke. But this is more like actually how she normally, I feel like, 
jokes about things. And she's like, oh, I'm dark. I'm not the one going around choking people in my sleep. Again, saying it jokingly. And they laugh together for a moment. And then they pause. And she asks him, she goes, too soon. Like, she is aware that this is a point of contention and that this is a defining moment for their relationship. Yeah. And, you know, it's a huge reason, huge reason why they're even in this therapy. Um, and do you happen to have the dialogue from that, from that particular I scene? I that I do. Uh, there's, it. I think there's like two or three scenes that I'm really hoping we can talk through the dialogue. This is definitely one of them. I have several. Yeah. Hunt's <laughs> response is like, it's, it's just raw. What's what's his yes. actor's name? What's his name? Kevin McKidd. Kevin McKidd. But right Sorry, now I, he I is. I had a lot of. No, you're notes. good. The, the more notes, well. the better. I think people like yeah. the notes. I remember one time I was showing Jessica my notes and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, we yeah. talk for two hours. Yeah, we Michael's need like, the you, notes. He's like, are you going to record two episodes? I'm like, it's not that we're recording two episodes. It's one episode, but it's two episodes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Target just told me that my drive up is ready to go. Hooray. Oh, well, you better go grab that. All out of toothpaste. <laughs> Walking around with no toothpaste today. <laughs> you doing okay over there? Got a got a coffee to mask my no toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Are you just like not able to find that? I'm sorry everyone. Should we just start I'm I'm just gonna and uh, we'll time. see you all in the next one. <laughs> Bill for time. All right, okay. I'll just oh, have it. All right. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready to go. I'm dark. I'm not the one going around choking people in their sleep too soon. And then he says, I'm not the guy who goes around choking people in their, in their sleep. And she says, I know it was a dream. And Owen says, I can't remember what I was dreaming about, but I was trying to save my own life. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was fighting for my life. And she says, okay. And that's when Dr. Wyatt says, you made a start. And then I guess says, you can go have sex now. Um, uh, I don't think they said that. But well, they get to. No, they they don't get to. They just do. I think they get to. I th- I think that she gave them the stamp of approval. Oh, that's that's my read. Really? I I didn't yeah. get that. I don't know why they would have sex. Why would they follow the rule for so long and then break it? I oh. think she's like you've you've started this part of your relationship. So, like. Now that the barrier is down, there's not concern that you won't be able to break down the barrier. The barrier's down. The road has opened. Okay. So okay. that's my read. No, that's that makes sense. Actually, you've you've helped change my opinion on that. Or I mean, I really didn't have an opinion. I just didn't even think that that was the case. But that makes sense. But I I guess I was confused at the end of that because when she was like well you can sleep in the bathtub but now it makes sense mm. that it was about the choking thing specifically yeah is you it's we're going to we're going to fuck and then we're going to fall asleep and then you just go to the bathtub that but it was I a, get that was that. a joke i know i get it okay okay um also yeah the notes i had is it's just like a really pure moment of connection and vulnerability also, honestly on both of their parts um and explanation and acceptance of what happened and of that they can move forward. 
um, from yeah. that moment to a relationship. The thing that really stood out to me in that scene is up to this point, I think that as the viewers, you like my feeling was whatever he was doing in his dream was like an ag- an aggressing, an aggressive thing. He was trying to take someone's life. Mm-hmm. It was I'm on I'm on the battlefield and I am I'm killing. Right. And this added the next dimension of what the reality of war is, is it's not right. always about killing the other person as much as it, as it is making sure that you don't die. Right. And I think that that's while war is a human construct, which sucks, mm-hmm. especially with so much that's going on in the world right now, it's not always as black and white as I want to kill this person as much as it is as I need to kill this person or they're going to kill me. Right, and I'm just, yeah. I, cause he, when he says I'm, I'm, I was, I was not do this. I was fighting for my life. Yeah. And it's just, man, that's just so heavy. That's just so if, and if you are someone out there who has been through uh war or military service and, if you ever do have any of those struggling thoughts, like just know that uh, there's, there's so many people around you. There's so many resources, like just, you know, take care of yourself. And um, I'm glad that we live in a time, even now in 2023, where I think some of the PTSD has become more socially normal and acceptable. And I Mm -hmm. I think more people are talking about it, which I really appreciate. Well, and I feel like a lot of people thought it was like made up, but then there's all these studies where you can like see a, a physical difference in a person's brain. Yeah. Which is good because it means you can also work towards uh, a clearer treatment path. Mm. And then we get the end scene. So they, they, they bone, they smush, they mm-hmm. fuck. And it was like, psh, man, the lead up to that was like, steamy. So I just, it just cute. Right. Like I just <laughs> oh, love, I love, love Kelsey. What happened in that final scene? Um, they're just laying there and then she just takes like a really sharp breath and she's like, George O'Malley died. And I actually had a quote that I wanted to read Ooh, from yes. the blog. Love it. Um, from, cause that was daggers. Krista, daggers. <clears throat> this is a quote from the gray matter, which is the blog about the episode. Christina, who as a young child held her father's heart in her hands as it stopped beating is perhaps the least processed of our core group, the least quote unquote healthy, the least able to handle the impact of George's sudden death. Meredith is using sex. Christina is using her frustration around her lack of sex. So when she finally gets in bed with Owen and she finally has the tension release that comes with that kind of tension release, she can't hold the truth off anymore. That's the thing about the five stages of grief. They truly are different for everyone. Christina clung to the denial stage for 40 days. And then she let the fact that George, and then she let in the fact that George died. And as much as Meredith's tears got me, the intake of breath from Christina got me even more. The sudden realization that George really did die. So I'd like to make a prediction that he is officially dead. Does my prediction come true? I'll allow. I won't answer the question, but I'll allow the (laughs) prediction. Um, it's just, I, I have been very fortunate and I, I think you and I both have that we haven't had to go through a ton of loss for like Mm -hmm. friendships. Right. Right. I know people that have died who I went to high school with who were, acquaintances 
Yeah. But like the stuff that they've gone through and the way that they're not also, they were not best friends. Christina and George were not best friends and it's affecting everyone like this so much and it's just crazy. And it really puts a lot of things into perspective for you. This, these last couple of episodes of the tell people you love them when you can, Mm -hmm. you know, appreciate the people who you have in your life around you. It's, it's really, that's been um, a huge takeaway for me. Not in something that like I, I didn't know, but things like this are definitely great reminders. And the acting in these episodes is just, yeah, man. Yeah. Anything else with Christina and Owen? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, did you have anything else for them? I only wanted to say that there was one scene where she literally was like, is there anyone else I can offend? Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and I'm, and I wrote, I was like, well, you are being a bit of a bitch in this episode. Like, yeah, that, that line was funny. I was annoyed with her when she said, like when Meredith is trying to talk to her and then she's just goes, I miss sex. And then Meredith just gets up and leaves. Cause she's just like, I just can't deal with this woman anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, and then it, Lexi comes in and that's when she says ceviche. And Lexi's like, that's just rude. It's just <laughs> rude. <laughs> and um, so then, yeah, that's when she says, oh, is there anyone else I can offend? Uh, yeah, that one actually was was decently funny. Should we actually uh, take a quick moment for our regional sponsors and then uh, go talk I about ceviche? I think we should, yeah. All right. Well, regional sponsors, take it away. And we are back. Thank you, regional sponsors. Hopefully, you guys are liking uh, the regional sponsors. We've had a little bit of a change in our um, our ad platform, so hopefully, some of these uh, these ads are the right ones for you. Uh, keep listening, and if they're not for you, just know that uh, we don't we don't we don't pick them. They just uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just s- get put there. <laughs> they get put there, and we do our best. <laughs> And if ever we do you our have best a, to let everybody know how we feel. Yeah. If you ever have any questions about uh, anything specifically, like I know there was one time where it was like a, like a weirdly a Southern Baptist church decided that they wanted to, you know, like sponsor our podcast with podcast, podcast, podcast <laughs> with, with money in an ad break through this platform we use. Like we didn't pick that. But uh, if you have any questions about what we stand on or what we represent, please message us. And the one person who did get that did message us directly. So. I think there was a gun one too. So like, just, just reach out. We're happy to talk through that. We can clear up any, anything for you. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's chit chat about ceviche. A delicious Peruvian dish. Yes. (laughs) Actually, I fucking love ceviche. I will never look at it the same way again. (laughs) Gold. Um, So we get, we get this opening. She's on suicide watch or something, right? Right. That's, because at the end of last episode. Oh yeah, that's she right. Was, she said, you should have let me die. And then she like ripped her arm stitches by thrashing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not going, I mean, it's going well recovery wise for the most part. Uh, they do have to do another surgery because she has, uh, an infection in her bowel. Mm. small bowel Mm -hmm. 
And um, that's not great, you know. Well, when so here here was my initial uh, reaction to that when they said that they needed to do the surgery and she said no. I thought she was because when she's asking the alternatives and what could happen mm-hmm. to Christina, which apparently becomes a gigantic plot point of this whole fucking episode with her and yeah. Bailey. Uh, I, I my initial thought was she was wanting the infection to get so bad that it just kills her and she doesn't mm-hmm. need to commit suicide. She just will die. Right. That was my first thought. Um, I don't know if you read it kind of like that when you were first watching it with hindsight or, or with hindsight now, but uh, that, that was like my knee jerk reaction. I was like, okay, well she doesn't want the surgery, but is it, she doesn't want the surgery or she doesn't want to live because she's telling Lexi that she's okay. She doesn't need mm-hmm. this, this the attention. I'd watch anymore. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And she tell she says, Lexi, I'll call my mom if you move in with your boyfriend. Yeah. So like Mark and Lexi, We'll get there. Okay. (laughs) Um, Lexi in this episode is doing a great job with Clara, but I feel like she is doing a, it's, she's more of like a support person than anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I appreciate that for her. And I like, she's obviously very emotionally attached to Clara. Yeah. And I like that. Um, And I like Lexi. And so, yeah, they Christina is there and they she asks her like what's the worst case scenario? Which I feel like is a standard question. And Christina yeah. tells her the answer. I truly I know that I am like biased and I love Christina the most, but I don't think Christina is wrong here. No, absolutely not. And can I just jump in? Mm-hmm. Bailey gets pissed off at Christina later and says, you don't ever answer the questions without me there. But have you ever been to the doctor and you ask them the question? They're like, well, I'll be right back. I just got to go get someone to come back into this room so I can answer a question. No, no, you have <laughs> not. And if you have people out there, I'm sorry. Tell us the story because this sounds crazy. I have only in where like I asked, this is more about like if we go to the pediatrician and I'll ask them a question and they'll give me the answer, but then they'll leave and be like, come back and be like, Oh, I asked one of my peers and they are on the same page as well. Like, yeah, just to, sometimes if you hit them with a question that they haven't had a lot, they'll utilize their, their surrounding, their, their peers and their friends and make sure that, you know, they're all on the same page and that's right. But yeah, I don't think the standard, risks of a surgery that you would probably learn in med school. I mean, yes, Bailey isn't attending, but Christina's a resident. She's not an intern anymore. Like, yeah. And obviously Bailey is in the anger phase. Like very clearly that's what's happening in this episode. Um, and boy, is she in the anger phase? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a pretty wild journey. It, it's unfortunate. Well, I guess it's not unfortunate. It is un- it is unfortunate that Christina is the one that it's getting directed to, but she's really not directing it towards anyone else. It's it's like yeah. exclusively being funneled towards Christina, and yeah. we see Bailey interact with multiple people in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's really wild. Um, I don't really know. You it's don't have very, any thoughts on? You don't have any thoughts specifically like, on that? I have no thoughts. Um, it's very like, obviously we see Bailey be a, like a hard, like a hard ass a lot of the time. Um, but this is just ass justified. Just and ass. This <laughs> isn't, 
Um, and Christina even says, like, what's your problem? And she just walks away, like. And then Christina says Bailey has post-O'Malley stress disorder in one of her <laughs> crass joke moments. That is just so funny. <laughs> Post-O'Malley stress disorder. Writers, kudos. The no. syllable. Oh, what you got? You got a delivery package? No, I looked up and my the wind blew over my little present oh. board decor outside. Wow. I'll get it. It's right like kidding, it's like 28 degrees here in Chicago right now. It was it's, 21 degrees when I woke up this morning. Oh, boy. That's cold. It's cold for you. But, but we haven't gotten snow, and you guys have already gotten snow. And I live somewhere where snow is exciting because we don't get it all the time. It's not a burden. You can come we up and get any it. snow anytime you want. Come, come get some snow. I'm actually annoyed at the timing that we got the snow because... It was the day we got snow the day that I was planning on uh, blowing out the rest of the leaves off the yard. <laughs> so now the leaves are just there for the season until next that's year. Actually, I was reading about how if you leave the leaves, it's actually really good for um, a lot of wildlife and in your yard. And like there are certain butterflies that will use them to make little nesty poos. Oh, OK. And it can actually it's like a natural fertilizer for your ground. So you are fine. Well, you know, I, that's what I thought, but Jessica's mom was in town and she's like, oh, you got to get rid of these leaves. It's going to kill all your grass. And I'm like, what, what happens in nature? (laughs) Exactly. And I, there's like the, that generation is so like laser focused on lawn culture, which to me is made up. Like who fucking cares? Like, obviously if you have an HOA and you need to maintain your yard and like, it shouldn't look like it's never seen a lawnmower, but like. You know why there are leaves? Because you have trees. Yeah. It's and I like love you our found trees. leaves and threw garbage on the ground. Like, that's not. <laughs> it, but, like, there's something about lawn culture in the generation, the two generations prior. And I'm like, shut up. Well, it's a fucking yard. I will say <sighs> the only thing that I have done this year that is different, and it's definitely it's a boomer thing because my dad did it growing up, was we aerated and seeded our yard this year. Mm-hmm. But it was only because the guy who does our yard, our mowings, was like, hey, like, I've got a deal for you guys because you've done your mowing with me for the last two years. I happen to have extra seed. Do you want me to just do this for like half price? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, let's do it, bro. I mean, I don't have an issue with mowing and aerating. I feel like that's a normal thing. If you have a large piece of property, like that's just going to keep it healthy. Oh, yeah. But like, but But I would never have done the aerating. Yeah. The people that are like, I have to get out here every 18 days with a lawnmower and I'm going to measure my grass and it's never going to be longer than like three inches. I'm no, just no, like, you've got to calm down. Yeah. You've got to calm down. Yeah. The second they're like, a leaf has fallen. I must remove it. No, you don't. Just let yeah. it be. No. That's, Leave the yeah. leaves. Leaf. Leaf it alone. Literally. Anyways, that was a tangent. Um, that's all right. People love our tangents. They tell us all the time. <laughs> it's true, they do. We have the we have the right amount of both. Although, let us know if it gets too much. We <laughs> probably won't stop either way. It's fine. <laughs> we will think about it, but then continue to exist this way. Um, yeah. Okay. So Bailey and Christina are having a problem with ceviche because she's refusing the surgery, and then she's on death's door, and. Lexi she's like in pain and Lexi tells her let me call the nurse in like I'll either call the nurse because she says okay the, Lexi's writing the emails and 
uh, Claire is like, okay, read it back to me. And that's when Lexi says, Hey, bad news. I'm, I'm about to die. Come here, but you'll probably be dead. I'll probably be dead before you show up because I'm not having the surgery. Love you so much. And to her mom. Claire is like, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, you're a bitch. And Lexi says, I can either send this or I can press the call button. And so she has the surgery. Um, but then post surgery is when she has depression. They, yes. She's tried, they try to start her on the physical therapy. Obviously she has a prosthetic leg now in addition to, I think that at one point they say like she's had 17 or 18 surgeries. So she has to like get her muscles back in working order. If you're in a bed that long, like your muscles will atrophy. Um, and so after she starts physical therapy is when she goes into this like really deep depression and she's like zoned out, like so disassociated. Totally that, like not when, even there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Owen tells her, like, I I know what it's like to not want to live. And I know that it feels like you'll never come back. But I have come back from that. And it is possible to come back from something like that. Um, but you have to do it. Like no one can do it for you have to be the one that does it. And that's yeah. what's I mean, it's very true, and but that's what's hard, and that's what it's like a double edged sword. Um, all the time when people are like, Oh, if you like feel suicidal, make sure you get help. I'm like, well, it's not that simple. Yeah. I mean, yes. Like I want that for people, but at the same time, it's not that simple. Um, I think just existing is, is like a team effort. Humans are meant to be with other humans. Yeah. Um, Social. We are social animals. Um, there's, there's something, a couple of things that I wanted to add on the points just up to that point where you were at. Um, so I, I made a, a, a summary, an incorrect summary of okay. what Bailey was saying, but it was when she was about to send the email to the mom against her will, uh, I said, and I quote Lexi have surgery or I send this email, but you guns to probs die hashtag rafflecopter. So <laughs> that was, that was my bad interpretation of what Lexi was, was saying, but also you, so you skipped over the part very quickly when they're doing the surgery. So, uh, her intestine oh, right. it's it's necrotic mm-hmm. and bailey made a point and she's like well i this it wouldn't have been a problem fault. yesterday yeah, yeah. Like, and then we get this scene fill. and and she's like how can i help and then bailey's like oh you've done enough yeah and kicks her off her fucking service yeah because that's when she approaches her afterwards in the hallway and she's like yeah. what i like the patient asked me a question and i gave the answer like i if you know a way to make a colostomy bag sound pleasant, love to hear it. And then Bailey's like, if you know a way to talk to me with some fucking respect, I'd like yeah. to hear that bitch. And then Christina's like, what is going on? And she's like, <laughs> don't speak to me. <laughs> and she kicks her off her service. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh damn. Yeah. It's intense. And it's, it's like, we, we have seen Bailey get pissed. We've seen Bailey get mad. We've seen, you know, her and her team, her, the people that were reporting to her, but heads, but like, this is a, this is an active war zone. It feels like because Christina, we don't, we don't really see Christina actively. Well, we see her kind of fight back and push back on authority, but Mm -hmm. never in like a, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like what's going on? Because she's very like, because she's so type a, yeah, she will always do like the thing that is the, like 
by the book thing, basically. So she gave the by the book answer and she typically, you know, she was one to follow the rules. Obviously, like even with the LVAD, like when she had that meeting with the chief, she's like, I want to tell you what happened. But like, yeah, I just like, so I think it's, I, again, I know that I love Christina, but I am obviously more on her side. But I also think that this, episode continuing off of last week's episode does a great job showing the stages of grief and showing people processing. And it's not always just like, Oh, you have a good cry and then you move on. Definitely not linear at all. And for none of these people, none of them are operating on the same line. It doesn't look the same for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's so important to remember, especially now, like in a time of such like social media and such internet presence, People will see someone have a loss, but then see them online doing anything. And they're like, how dare you come on here and be fine? I'm like, if they want to get online because that gives them a sense of normalcy, let them have that. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, don't judge people's grief. Just because someone's online doesn't mean. Yeah, they don't need to grieve publicly for you to know that they have grieved. Grief is such like an intimate and private thing. And if someone wants to grieve publicly because it helps them process, that's great. And if someone wants to grieve privately because grief is horrible and like really hard, then like, let that be. I don't know. It just bothers me when people are like so quick to judge. Like if a celebrity has a loss and they're like, how dare they post anything about this? But if they don't, they're like, wow, they're pretending it didn't happen. Like, it's just like, it's impossible to please people. Yeah, it really is insane. And it's it's that old adage of like uh, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. No, it fucking isn't. No, I hate that so much. Ugh. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. So we get this big blowout. We get this big fallout with uh, with Bailey and with and Christina. And then, yeah, so I think those are the notes that I wanted to say. And the last note before you take it back where we have the scene with with Owen and her, um, Mm -hmm. because that was another one that I was hoping you had some dialogue on that. But um, when they're showing her walking and she's doing her physical therapy, I'm like, girl, what? how bad was prosthetics back then? Is it just me or did it look huge and clunky and like weird? Well, I think there's probably... There's ranges, I'm sure. The one that you get fitted for in the hospital might not be, like, the permanent one. That might be, like, we're going to put you in something now just to get you started, and then we'll get, like, your permanent one. I don't know. Obviously, like, I'm not speaking from any level of experience. That was kind of my assumption. Like, we've got to get you in something just so you can get used to the sensation. But, I mean, to my understanding, they are, like, all fitted. But there's probably also different levels of, like, what insurance covers certain things and stuff. If I had to guess. But, um... That's a good, that's a good call out. I didn't even think about that. But the scene where she does start walking finally, and it's her and Lexi and the physical therapist and Lexi is like crying because she's, and, and Clara says, call my mom. I I almost started crying. There were two points in this episode where I almost started crying and that was one of them. And what was the, was we we even gotten to the other yet? We have not covered the other one yet, but you can guess. It, the scene with Meredith, Meredith crying. No. Oh, I don't know. Alex. Oh, Alex, Alex. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alex and Izzy. Um, anyways. So yeah, it's a great episode. 
um, for the, the display of grief. And what I also like about it is how it's all intertwined and like Bailey's processing kind of is what partially pushes Christina to be able to like get to this moment with Owen and Owen processing his stuff in therapy is what helps him open up with Clara and Christina's harsh words is what pushes Lexi to tell Clara, like, this is what people are calling you. Like you have to fucking, you can't go out that way. And it's all just so intertwined. And I really, really like that. And I think that's just brilliant writing. I, when I was watching that scene where Lexi, I had to watch this like twice where Lexi Mm -hmm. tells Clara that people are calling her ceviche. Yeah. My knee jerk reaction was like, damn Lexi. Like that's, that's this girl just got off suicide watch. What are we doing here? And then the more I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of allowing that scene to happen. And there's this kind of healing for Lexi too, because yeah. she's now been working with this patient for so long mm-hmm. and they're just laughing about that. And she and goes, she's sorry. She go goes, that, that that's terrible. And she goes, yeah, it is. And they're just laughing. They're crying, laughing. And it's like, again, you can't, force people or assign their thoughts to them and Mm -hmm. Lexi it's a bold move it's a high risk high reward and I don't even think that she was sitting there in her mind saying oh I'm gonna tell her this so she talks to her mom it was kind of a therapeutic thing even if it was maybe the wrong choice maybe not everyone bounces back the way that Clara did yeah because they've tried all these like gentle mechanisms of communication and then she's just finally like last last ditch effort fucking tough love this is the hail mary yeah isn't that fucked up can you snap out of it please ceviche (laughs) and And that's why like i love i love lexi this is such a good lexi episode yes and she just like she's such a precious angel and i love that she pours so much of her own like personal self into this relationship with Clara. But she then like, there's a huge win for her from that. Like it is the thing that makes a difference. If she hadn't been that person for Clara, Clara would have died a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, so like, even if it might not be as like quote unquote medical, she is the reason that Clara is alive. Yeah. Yeah. And you wonder how, how it would have gotten her. Would it have been, Without, without Lexi, she just rejects the surgery enough, and then she just uh, eats away. The, the infection kills her eventually, or she just sits there and atrophies until she no longer has the will to live, and she loses both her arms. I, I don't know. You know, it, it, whatever that would have happened. Also, it got me thinking. How I don't know enough about the technology with prosthetic arms, but I imagine. That's got to be one of the hardest things because of all the movement and the things that we use our hands for. Yeah. Like that's that's I think pretty now in 2023. It's coming up. It's like a bigger deal. But at this time, it definitely there was less um, like nerve use. It was basically more of just like you could use an arm, but not necessarily a full hand. Mm. But now it is really coming into more of like fingers and control. But it, that's that's, that's more recent for sure. It is. That's insane. I, I, uh, all of you out there, so you, you know, a little bit behind the curtain of me and how I think as a person, that's for sure. One of my biggest fears is, uh, anything with losing the use of, uh, my, my hands in any way because of specifically playing guitar music being a huge part of my life, but I knock on wood have never had any broken bones. I know people who have, uh, 
broken fingers and or like nerve damage to hand pieces or like cut cut off fingers or cut off uh different parts of their their hands or their limbs and it's it's just so scary to me i know, I know that's like a very vain thing for sure there are worse things in the world i could have a heart attack and you know lose half of my body function or a stroke and something like that which i got to be careful because heart disease runs in my family for sure yeah uh which now that Jessica and I are in, at the age that we are, I need to start, you know, taking that into consideration and not dying young. But please don't. Yeah, uh, you have to make it at least another eight years so we can finish this fucking podcast. If I die before this this show ends, it's running on network television. I want you all to know that I'm so sorry. It's my fault at this point. At that point, <laughs> if you die before this show goes off the air, or if I die. We just go, the other one has to go to a medium and see if mediums can really connect us together. Yeah. And then we'll watch if, the show if together. It's real, if it's real, this is what we'll do. Whoever is on the other side of life, sing the living in Shondaland theme song to the medium. And if the medium sings that to the alive person, we'll know it's real. Ooh, That'll be our code. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That'll I be love our that. Code. That'll be great. And, uh, is there anything else? I mean, we're about to do that in, in a minute here. We're about to, you know, our cliffhanger. Uh, is there anything else that we want to talk about with with Clara or the the Clara Lexi Bailey kind of intertwined storyline here? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Is there anything else you had that you wanted to mention that we missed? The only thing that I wanted to say was on that last comment because I did make sure to to quote it. Well, when she says, "Will you call my mom?" I, I don't have an amazing, excuse me, sorry, that was a burp that was like building up and I thought I could fight it off. I don't have an amazing relationship with my mom, but I will never understand why Clara waited so long. And even with the explanation we got in the last episode of I made you from scratch, Mm -hmm. it sounds like they have a great relationship. Yeah, that's what's confusing. Like I kind of understand it, but I'm also confused. Um, I don't even understand if it's an embarrassment, if it feels like it's selfish. I I understand that there are emotions that could be playing into it, but I have a hard time thinking even all of the things that I've gone through with my mom would not be strong enough to where in that moment I wouldn't want my mom, Cindy, my dad, I wouldn't want them there. Yeah. Even if it's just for having physical bodies in the room with me so i'm not alone yeah because you said it great i mean we we are social creatures we're familial beings so yeah that was the last thing i wanted to say on that topic clara's story is really exciting is is this the last like are we getting to the end of clara's storyline are we going to have another episode with her or is this it i'm pretty sure this is season series wrap on clara Series wrap on Clara. Okay. I mean, it it feels like a good, it feels like a natural point to wrap. Yeah, it's happy. You know, they've solved the inside infection. They finished all the surgeries. She's doing well in physical therapy. She's finally reached out to the mom. So I think, I'm pretty sure this is the end times for her. Yeah. Because she's gone through a full, a full grief process in herself. She's gone through a full grief arc in herself, which I think, again, crazy great job for the writers. Yeah. Everyone's going through a trauma in it, or a grief process in a different way. And hers right. is about her own. Hers is living her grief. future. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, oh, everything yeah, she future, thought yeah. for her own future is just looks different. It doesn't look the same that that she thought it would. So just to grieve that. Yeah. 
Um, That's all I got. So, yeah, I think that was it for Clara. And um, so we'll just cut here and we'll pick up in the next episode with everybody's favorite segment. <laughs>